2: All right, what's up guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you'd like to email the show, you can send a message to PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. If you'd like to text the show, you can send a text message to 865-658-5824. We are live here on Sunday afternoon. Um, Thought we'd just get on here and talk a little ball, kind of keep it simple. Uh, Jacob, I don't know if you've seen, I did a chalk talk segment uh, earlier today. And that's going to go out in podcast form. We got to do a little bit of editing. We'll get that out. I'd say around Tuesday. But it was fun breaking down Jaden Reed. But uh, I'm glad you could hop back on here and join me, man. Because what we decided to do today is just kind of leave it somewhat open ended, and uh, and get on here and talk a little bit about team building, right? And as you guys know, Twitter is absolutely blowing up right now uh, with the uh, the young guns, as I call them, up there on the lake in Door County. Uh, Just hanging out and uh, and team building is really really cool. But we got Jacob on here from the Packernet Fantasy Podcast. Jacob, man, how you doing today, buddy?
3: I am doing great. I got up early this morning, got to work, and then remembered like, hey, I'm the boss. I can I can leave work when I want to, so I can go hang out with Clayton today (laughs) again. Like 85 degrees in Wisconsin. I'm excited, man, just to be able to get away from work. It is so beautiful. The last like week in wisconsin has been like literally no clouds in the sky 75 to 85 degrees every day it has been beautiful so i know that much like um jordan love and i think it was jaguara christian watson a few of the other guys i'd love to be out on the boat right now but um even better yeah, i get man. to be here talking to you man
2: yeah dude door county is beautiful um and for those of you who don't know you're listening on the pod uh basically a bunch of the guys got together um here in some downtime you know in between otas and uh and actually went up the door county uh, it looks like aj dillon's and everyone which kudos to aj dillon for showing that leadership he and his wife getting the gang together what we're going to do is share the screen here jacob and just show some of these images real quick and um for those of you listening on the pod um one of my favorite follows i just want to give a shout out to emily uh, emily Mac on twitter it's at e-m-r-a-c-h-e-l-z so it's at m rachel z and uh Phenomenal follow. Awesome Packer fan. If you guys are tired of all the division and everyone arguing and bickering back and forth, go give Emily a follow because you cannot go through her timeline and not come away in a better mood. She's posting constant pictures of just awesome food and stuff like this when it comes to the Packers. Um, The first tweet here, though, this is what we were talking about offline, Jacob. Said, "Uh, this one makes me laugh because Josiah missed the timing memo, and AJ lost his neck." <laughs> laughing emoji. <laughs> I for one, I for one, or for many, look forward to this young team that gels and gets through a fresh new start. The good and tough together, and it's a picture for those of you on the pod. It's basically AJ Dylan, Jordan Love, and Josiah Aguara jumping off the back of a boat uh, into the uh, the lake up there in Door County. Man, it's uh, it's refreshing, Jacob, to see young guys kind of come together and, uh, and building this team chemistry. And I, as a Packer fan, I've got to experience it through three quarterbacks. And every time there's a fresh start, there's this new energy, you know, when Brett left uh, and, and obviously went to the Jets, ironically, right. Um, Those last three or four years that he was on the team, he was, he was off to himself with the family. You never seen him out with the boys. Right. And um, when it comes to, uh, Aaron Rodgers, when Aaron Rodgers stepped into that starting role, he was hosting Bible studies at his house. They were at Rascal Flats concerts together, had all the guys out with him. That's how they began to gel. They created that unity, you know, him, Jordy Nelson, Clay Matthews, B.J. Raji, on and on and on. Um, and, and there's just this energy around, hey, look, it's us against the world. And now you see, obviously, Aaron, as he got older, he started doing just like Brett, you know, didn't hang out with the young guys much. It's something that's pretty common across the league. And now, boom! Jordan Love is right here in with the crew, and they're building their own team. They're building their own culture, and it's absolutely huge. I know you were excited about some of these picks, man. What do you think about the the team just kind of going up the door county and doing some team building?
3: Yeah, man, it's just it's it's just fun to see that outside of football, these guys really do enjoy each other's time and enjoy each other's company. I mean, you don't. I, I don't know about you, Clayton, but I would never go on a what i'm sure is like a weekend getaway with anybody that i don't like you know what i mean <laughs> maybe if you're there and you're dragged along with your your girl and she pull, pulls you in and you're one of those but no if it what it looks like is aj dylan like you said has orchestrated this and i mean there's some great stuff we're going to go through it looks like they're doing everything from obviously you know having some maybe a, some adult coca colas maybe you know <laughs> having some fun on the boat. uh we have some some photos yeah so simone biles is there they already got her you know with uh, mr owens and um doing some racing we'll have a video of that it's just it's just great to see them enjoying life but at the same time it's cool because we saw all these guys at the OTAs just a little bit ago so they're there putting in the work and then we also get to see them having fun like that's you know life is about balance right so you got to have uh, a give and take and I really like that like you said this this picture here where you're showing uh Mr Jordan Love just having a good time boat full of people some friends the Bears Twitter melted <laughs> down today it's all that, man they they started comparing i saw i saw a lot of the tweets where um he's not as muscular
2: as justin <laughs> fields and um, somebody you gotta celebrate somebody said that <laughs> somebody said that justin fields has more abs than he does wins in the oh, national yeah. football <laughs> <laughs> hey
3: yeah oh, he's I got mean, a three and, pack and, uh, there you go he's got <laughs> Me and myself, I got a keg, but Absolutely. whatever. It's uh, it's all good. <laughs> no, I I just I love to see it. I mean, and that's the kind of mentality. Like you said, we got a, a really young team, um, and it's just great to see them gelling together. Because I remember Clayton, you said you played uh, baseball. I played football, and the best part about having a team is that you would do stuff outside of practice because you you grew as a family in goal you know you had a common purpose uh it's crazy when you get a group of men together that have a common goal that you can get a lot of stuff done man and you end up growing together and you have you create bonds i mean i still talk to almost every single one of the people that i played football with you know what i'm saying and in and, and one way or another and i think that it's just amazing to see them they're that young they're that talented they've got all the money in the world and it's still just you can be as happy as you could ever be with a red solo cup on a boat we can all uh agree to that and kind of
2: Absolutely. And I'm sure there's water in those red solo cups. So we're good. Yeah. All that is, is Gatorade. Water.
3: Maybe,
2: <laughs> maybe some Gatorade. There you maybe go. Some Gatorade. Um, sugar-free too at that. Now <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give you a quote from Vince Lombardi. Some people are going, Oh, this doesn't matter. of no, this, this, you know, whatever dude, there's something special that happens when you, nobody cares what you know till they know that you care. And this picture of Jordan love on the boat with the team, Like, they're bonding. When they go out there on Sundays, dude, they're going to battle for each other. And this Vince Lombardi quote is one of my favorite quotes. I've actually got it hung right here in the studio. It says, it's essential to understand the battles are primarily won in the hearts of men. Men respond to leadership in a most remarkable way. And once you've won their heart, once you've won his heart, he will follow you anywhere. I'm telling you, man, people don't care what you know till they know that you care. And when you create that bond and you look and – it, and it's the fourth quarter and you're down by, you know, yeah. two or you're down by five and, and, and nobody wants to go on, it's exactly what Jerry Kramer talked about, getting in that huddle with the ice bowl. You know, we opened up with the, the ice bowl intro here. He said that they looked in that huddle and Bart looked around. And Bart actually said this too. Bart Starr said he looked at the eyes of everybody in that huddle. He said, I didn't need to say anything. We knew exactly what we needed to do. All of those times that Vince Lombardi was telling us, dig deeper. All, of, all those times that he he would you know talk about fatigue makes cowards of us all all those things they had been through the most strenuous uh, off-season <clears throat> regimen known to freaking man especially in pro football and uh, yeah. and and when you go through that together you're stronger you you, you really do you become one is, is mm-hmm. what happens and he said he looked into the eyes of his teammates and said hey there's nothing there's nothing we need to say we they and Jerry Kramer said it he said we dug down deep. And we got a little Lombardi out of us because he put that, he instilled that into them to the point where they they were they were almost worked to death in training camp. And yeah. those bonds were created. And it and it came from them getting to know each other off the field. You know, everybody talks about the tough Vince Lombardi, right? And the the you know, the hard S. right? The guy that just he doesn't care about anything but working and winning and this and that. Well, Bart Starr. And I think Cherry, his wife, actually uh, told a story about this, said that Lombardi came to visit him. I remember Bart specifically talking about it. After he had already left and went to Washington, and then um, he had visited, I think, that earlier that offseason, and he came in to visit with Bart Starr, and he walked in. He said, wow, Bart, your house is beautiful. You know, he just compliment him on everything. And Bart said he wasn't there hardly any time. And he told the coach, he said, you know, coach, without you, none of this would have been possible. And he said Lombardi teared up, stood up, and walked out of the house. It to- mm-hmm. it meant that much to him, right? And it's time. It's it's stuff like this in 2023 that matters when you're when you're team building. You know, another Lombardi quote says, "Once you agree upon the upon the price, and your family must pay for success, it enables you to ignore the minor hurts, the opponent's pressure, and the temporary failures. Nothing else matters but those other those other ten guys, those eleven guys in that huddle, right?" Um, at any given moment. So I I like what Jordan's doing here. I like what AJ Dillon's doing, taking on that leadership role. And right here, Jacobs, that video you were talking about, man, and there's no sound with this, but those of you on the pod, basically Christian Watson lined up to race Simone Biles (laughs) right out there on the lake. He had a
3: false start too. Bro, she,
2: she got him out of the, out of the
3: gate. gate. She's got maybe the 10 yard split on him. The initial as you're watching
2: this video though, dude, Boy, he watch how quick he catches up, man. And I know she's she's a little shorty, but look at this, dude. I
3: don't dude, think she's got quick quite the the leg span as he does. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know we were talking about scouting here in the off season and uh and how um stride length really matters, and a lot of people don't talk about stride length. There you go, dude. Bro, that this is good. my favorite um, one.
3: Like you yeah. were just talking about Clayton when you're getting in that off season, you're you're bleeding, you're sweating, you're literally going to max out your body together so like you're being very vulnerable to other men where that's not that's not a normal thing in life and and the human species the animal species males don't show weakness typically in front of other males and the human species is is unique in that factor and another factor of that is the flip side of when you're all serious and having fun and it's about you know uh, or i should say you're all serious and you're dialed into the the professionalism of the sport and then you get the flip side where you see <laughs> this side of them where they're being vulnerable because they it looks like christian maybe had a couple too many gatorades maybe <laughs> maybe a couple too many waters and he's sleepy right and yeah. uh mr love and mr dylan like to document this moment with a nice picture as all of if you guys have uh, ever went on a boat trip with your buddies and maybe somebody had a few too many of those
2: oh everybody's gatorades, had that
3: you got to yeah. document that, and, and the most embarrassing way possible, usually. So, I know that yeah. the PFP crew has a lot of pictures that, if uh, <laughs> if we wanted to, we could we could make some internet uh, memes
2: for sure. I, I guarantee it, dude. I guarantee it. You know, Justin and that in that mustache, dude, he's passed out several times. That's a fact. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, so for those of you on the pod, basically, Christian Watson crashed out in a hammock here, and you got Jordan Love. You know. Oh, acting hey. like he's keeping a nap beside him, and you got AJ Dillon throwing the deuces. And this is like I said, Door County said goodnight at Christian Watson once. So they they basically tagged him in it. Um, just hilarious, dude. Speaking, like of, said, man,
3: uh, Justin, yeah. apparently he's t- he sent me a text. He says, Tell Clayton to let me in, knock knock.
2: Oh, all right. We got a special <laughs> guest. Look at this. Let me uh let me hop over here real quick. It's gonna get a little bit wonky here while we're sharing the screen. We're going to turn him up here. We got him on. All right, we're going back to the Speaking picture. Speaking of the
3: mustache itself.
2: <laughs> How you doing, man?
3: Oh, just great, man. Uh, doing the uh, Memorial Day weekend yard work. Got a bunch of the, the uh, honey-do list stuff, stuff done and taking care of the kids, all that good stuff. Sorry I'm late. I won't, I won't be able to stick around too long, but I figured I'd hop on and say what's up for a little bit.
2: No, nah, we're glad you did, man. Uh, and we got a little bit of a connection issue, Justin, but it's all good, dude. Um, it's a it's a little bit robotic, but it could be my uh, Tennessee internet trying to push all these pictures and everything through in this stream. You know, I I keep upgrading the extension cord I got running down the holler, and it ain't working. So uh, it is what it is. But this next image right here cracked me up. So obviously they said weekend at Jordan's. <laughs> got Christian Watson as as Bernie on weekend at Bernie's, like <laughs> holding him up. Dude. Worst Photoshop ever. Worst that's Photoshop ever. Look, look, at AJ Dillon. What happened to his thighs, bro? What happened to the yeah, the the the, uh, the quad, father? There, that's, looking that's not, We should have had
3: Justin do that edit. I think <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it would
2: have came yeah. out a little better. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, glad, no,
3: but I'm I'm glad you ran with my topic, man. How how cool is it to see all them guys hanging out and partying together?
2: Hey, what's yeah. this? Is what's this is what's hilarious, just so I asked both you and Jacob. Hey, what do y'all want to talk about? You both said the same thing. <laughs> That's pretty
3: fun. Hey, yeah, you know what though? No, it's great minds so, think alike. It's something we haven't seen in a long time. I in Green Bay man, these guys are partying together. They're hanging out together. They're they're building chemistry. It's something you know. It, yeah,
2: it, absolutely, and it's, cool,
3: it's cool. to see it. It's it it, it honestly yeah, surprised me get, that there's fans that are mad about it. Justin, you sound like Alvin the Chipmunk took cocaine. <laughs> <What>? So we <laughs> <laughs> might have to we might have to cut you off the stream. Bro.
2: <laughs> sound like it? Sound like you got a. Alvin and the chipmunks on the old marching powder down there, bro. I don't know, you? <laughs> You're all right, man. We heard what you said, though. Um, no, it makes it's sense. true, man. We were actually talking while you were offline there that, uh, you know, every change into the guard, you kind of had that you had this with Brett, you know, those last four or five years in Green Bay, Brett never spent time with the young guys. He was a family guy. He was off whatever he was doing. And then, you know, when Aaron took over, I, I mentioned, you know, he, at the time he was, he was, very open about, you know, being a Christian and he would hold Bible studies at his house and they would be at Rascal Flats concerts over at the Resch Center, all that stuff, hanging with the guys. And then as he got older, he kind of stepped out of that role. And now you've got Jordan Love coming in like this. And it it does, man, it injects a level of energy into the team. It does. And you've got that camaraderie. You know, if you guys haven't seen America's game, um, the uh, 2010 Green Bay Packers, uh, another prime example of this, just how much little things matter. They had a team, I think they said a team psychologist, I believe is what it was called, kind of like a sports, whatever it is, you know, for mental health and just making sure that everybody is extremely sharp when it comes to uh, their mental edge and not dragging baggage along with them. You know, the game's hard enough from a physical standpoint. And Mike McCarthy said the night before the game, they were in the hotel lobby. And I think it was C, I can't remember his name. I think his last name is Wilson. Was it C.J. Wilson? Does that sound familiar? big defensive lineman whoever it was um he he had a uh, a background in playing piano uh, in church and stuff like that so he gets on the piano and just starts playing some classic music and stuff and the whole team started singing together this one song right and they said that that team doctor walked over to mccarthy and mccarthy's standing there big mike you know his arms crossed and this is mike telling the story he said that guy nudged him hit him on the arm he said you just won the damn Super Bowl. That's what he said to him, And they went out the next day and won a Super Bowl. That stuff matters, man. It does. does. It really does. It does. All, right.
3: all right. Well, hey, um, I was, was going to be in a hurry anyways since my, uh, my voice is all messed up. Apparently, I'll just go ahead and hop, on here, hop out of here so you, you guys don't have to hear me all messed up. I don't know how you sound two times the speed. I don't know how that's even that's a glitch. pretty wild, like, I've never heard that before. Yeah, all man, I did I was, think- was open up your stream links. So I don't know if I <laughs> – Hey, I will say, before you go, Justin, though, one thing, think about it in in the way that uh, the Packernet Fantasy or the Packernet Podcast Network, like, you know, we've all gotten to know each other doing, you know, stuff like this. But what really I thought cemented it was when we all got to go meet each other in Lambeau. Absolutely. The Rams game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like that, to me, solidified a lot of the stuff we're doing. And um, it's just cool to actually get together, have that camaraderie. And like I said, it's – it's I. So speaking awesome of, to see speaking that of, new breed. We gotta, we gotta pick a game for this year too. Yeah. Well, no, we gotta go to the draft for sure. That one's coming. Going, let's go to both, baby. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All
2: right. Yeah, All right, we need to we need to come up with a game though. We'll get together on that, boys. Justin, thanks for dropping in, man. We appreciate you, buddy. Hey, listen, I know what I know what happened, man. You took a bunch of yellow jacket, uh, one of those four- <laughs> gas station guys. pills. Yeah, Nicole told you that house better be clean up before she got home. <laughs> and you had to do something. To, I think you overcompensate a little bit, boss. So. Take a gas pill I was that, trying man. Trying to buy it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, All right, you take care, buddy. Get out of here for you. get up. Uh, yeah, kind of fun, bro. Oh man! All right, so that's Justin from the uh, Packernet Fantasy Podcast. Yeah. I love that guy, and, and you hit the nail on the head, Jacob. When we got to meet up at Lambo, bro, it was it was a blast. You know, it's funny the other day. Um, I don't know if you've seen the pod that me and Ryan did together, and we were just kind of we shared the screen and show Google Earth and kind of laid out the whole Lambo area, talking about how awesome the draft's going to be. You know, where you've got all of the surrounding areas, you know, all the bars, everything, the way everything's laid out. And when I crossed, came across D2, the D2 sports bar, I was like, yeah, there's D2 there. And I seen the awning and that's the awning that I came out when I, when you said, Hey man, I'm here and I came outside to try to show you where we were at because that place was just flooded with Packer fans. And, and, and you scream I'm literally like, what, where's he at? And I hear you shout from like a half a mile away. "Clark!" uh!" (laughs) But yeah, that, dude, that tailgate that was party was awesome, dude. Um, and, I mean you you said it, dude. It's uh, that's what it's about, man. No, you know there was an old Steve Sable quote too uh, with NFL Films, and and I shouldn't even try to repeat it because I know I don't know it word for word. But he basically said nothing in life's worth having unless it can be shared within the human spirit. Like if you can't share it with someone else, dude, you can have everything in the world. That's why people hit the lottery, and next thing you know, they're you know they take their own life. You know yeah. they everybody it's uh,
3: very common
2: yeah
3: because they realize that they thought the missing piece because everybody thinks which I'm, I'm guilty of it God if I had a million dollars you know how many problems in my life would be solved mm-hmm. but the problems that really are deep seated inside of you will never be solved by money and so the fact when people get that large sum of money thrown on their lap that realization that holy crap it, it that doesn't just fix me that's the most splash of cold water over a human's face I think that you can you know experience. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited just to, uh, like we've talked about what we want to do with the, the Packernet podcast network. I mean, it wasn't even called that up until recently. I mean, you think about how we all got our start with this in, in very different ways. And obviously I'm not going to compare it to the start of the Green Bay Packers, but it is cool that when you look at things through, you know, obviously in a scaled down version of how things get started, how it can just become an idea one person just, you know ryan takes a shot i remember when i first started listening to him dude like freaking i will never stop saying the story where i listened to uh what's this stupid
2: guy's name because don't you me. say it don't you say it sorry it doesn't buddy. Matter the name
3: it, uh <laughs> never mind he'll shall be not be named and i just remember like, god this guy sucks and then i kept looking <laughs> through a bunch of different podcasts until i found ryan's because he was a little bit farther down in the search results at that time and then i was like wow this guy puts out a podcast every single day uh that's crazy and then i listened to it and i become a way more involved engaged and informed packer fan and then when i found obviously you joined the network i started listening to you it's just really cool that half of the podcasts that i listen to you know i listen to a lot of other type of stuff but as far as the sports podcasts go pretty much all my stuff is listening to you jake even jj you know um i love that i really love listening to jake shivank i didn't really think about the draft because i wasn't those guys that think about the draft other than when it's draft time. But now after hanging out with Jake a few times on these types of deals, man, that guy knows whew, a lot of information, coach Han, Oh, more information, Sam Holman. You know what I'm saying? So it's just cool, man. It's cool to build this. And like, it's just great. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, it is, man. Definitely. Uh, we got Tyler in the chat here. Tyler said, um, hell of an ending to the Indy 500 Tyler. We didn't see it. Um, but he said, but can't, I, I can't believe people actually got upset about these posts. And, you know, it's what we talked about kind of earlier in this podcast. Um, You're going to find negative people no matter what, man. And it's like, you know, there's still people harping on Aaron Rodgers and what he does, right? Listen, he's the Jets quarterback, dude. I don't care. I don't care what he's doing. There's so much I need to learn about this Green Bay Packers team. I could care less what's going on over there. Now, do I wish him any ill will? Absolutely not, right? But – people tune into this podcast to talk about Packers, right? They want, they want to hear Packers talk. They want to hear us make fun of each other. That's why they're here, right? It has nothing to do with, you know, players on other teams, but there's just so much division that, that gets created. And, and it's funny because Jacob, I've seen this all year long last year. It was, and, and I don't care what anybody says. They try to say that there's not these two groups. There's these two groups. There are, There's there's more than two groups, but the the main two groups are Aaron Rodgers haters. No matter what he does, it's wrong, and he's the worst person in the world. And you got other people that Aaron Rodgers can do no wrong. And I've been accused of being in both of those groups. You know, I'll I'll take a whole chalk talk episode and highlight here, man, we really lost this Detroit game because of Aaron. This was on Aaron's shoulders and he completely dropped the ball. And then the majority of the season, I'm pointing out, hey, it ain't it ain't Aaron Rodgers. It's, you know, the fact that that this is happening within the offense, you know. The defense yeah. is caught on, we're not adjusting in real time. And, and literally, both sides accused me to be an Aaron Rodgers hater or an Aaron Rodgers pole rider one of the two. Right. And it's like, <laughs> it, it, it cracks me up, bro. It's like, and and again, what it comes down to, like Tyler was mentioning there, uh, in the chat, you know, can't believe people actually got upset about these posts. The people that are getting upset about the posts, what they're doing is lashing back out at the Aaron Rodgers haters because during the season, there was a lot of people that were unjustly putting everything on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders. So now it's their turn to put it all on Jordan Love's shoulders. If we don't win, Jordan Love didn't take the offseason series. He's up there on the lake. And that's so yeah, ridiculous. ridiculous. It's like
3: well, And they also won't talk about the fact that he also did the um, offseason meetings where he tried to get multiple receivers and did get certain receivers. And Jones met them, did the offseason stuff. Um, and like I said, we don't have to go into what Rodgers is doing over there, but we just know that what love is doing now is a difference than what we're used to. And that is enough to be said. I mean, that alone should speak for itself. Um, And I guess I just, you know, and we talked about it before the podcast, you know, if anybody wants to start creating drama and hate, I'm, I think I'm in yourself. I'm not in, I, I definitely am not an anti Rogers person and I'm definitely not a, I'll never be a pro Rogers anybody that's followed me or known me. I've been very critical of Rogers for the last, three, four, five years plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that it's just at this point in Jordan Love's career and this point in the Packers franchise, for you to be so obtuse to even just blind. At this point, this is one of those situations where you should have blind faith in your quarterback if you're an actual fan of the Bay Packers. And I will go on, on a limb. And if that's a bold statement, I don't really care because there's no reason to hate Jordan Love. There is absolutely no reason. He did not decide Any single situation that got him to the point where he's at right now, he had nothing to do with it. Nothing. So if you can't at least give him the benefit of the doubt of rooting for the guy, at least just root for him. You don't have to be, you don't have to buy his Jersey. You don't have to go and say he's going to be the next, you know, third, dynasty quarterback and however many years we've had what I mean that would be amazing though wouldn't it if we could get one more and lock up three starters over the last like 40 years and yeah. just make the NFL lose their mind
2: well they would
3: I mean other than what Steve Young from Montana you don't get a Rodgers to Brett Favre It just doesn't usually happen that way
2: yeah no it's it's completely unheard that would be the first time in the history of the National Football League that a team drafted or you know, obviously they didn't draft Brett, but they acquired back-to-back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Like that's and, – and it's not, you know, a Peyton Manning coming in for the last two years of his, you know, career. Like they were – they spent their pretty much their entire starting career at one team. Bro, the media would absolutely lose their mind, and I am all for it. I am all for it. But as far as what you said about Jordan Love and people, you know, hating on Jordan Love, the dude has done nothing. And that's something else that Aaron Rodgers doesn't get credit for is how he treated Jordan Love. Uh, you know, last year, this is what's funny. Last year during the preseason, Jordan Love struggled, right? I think he had four – did he have four touchdowns and four picks? It was something like that. He, he had kind of a bad preseason. And Aaron Rodgers immediately came out in the media and said, the receivers need to help Jordan. The receiver – the you know, he was basically pointing out, the receivers are the aspect of this offense that's struggling right now, not Jordan. He was covering for Jordan. He was sticking up for Jordan Love people were – and what did the media do? They completely flipped it and said, look at Aaron Rodgers calling his teammates out. And it's like, you you conveniently didn't even mention that he was defending Jordan Love and just said, okay, he's a bad teammate and he's calling yeah, out the receivers, exactly. which cracked me up. um So, you know, as far as Jordan Love, though, he didn't he didn't do anything wrong, dude. I'll tell you this, though. He's had three years to sit behind a Hall of Famer. This is the only pro offense he's ever known. If it doesn't work out this year, if he doesn't show, hey, look, You know, I can be the starting quarterback. He doesn't have to have MVP numbers. What I'm looking for, Jacob, you give me 20 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, and you show, hey, you've got a grab of this offense, then I think, okay, we've got something to work with. If he comes out and bombs.
1: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. about seeing what you could potentially get right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pack Wow. That's crazy offer 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arena club.com slash pack for 10% off your first purchase, passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only? Exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Then,
2: you know, like we always say, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not show friends, it's show business, right? We got to start see? looking for the next starting quarterback. That's the way it is.
3: Did so. you see what PFF's, uh, season simulator, the average of what they had him projected at?
2: <laughs> Dude,
3: I know what that. mine said, and I don't know if I, I mean, I, I hope that I'm right or that mine was correct, but, I, uh, I had to be on the high end of that simulation because they had him throwing 36 touchdowns 4,200 yards 12 interceptions um they had Watson and Dobbs both over a thousand yards they had uh Dylan or I'm sorry uh, Jones over a thousand yards rushing um Dylan at like 800. I mean that's if I could pick my wildest dreams that would be probably around there yeah. you know realistic
2: and that's what I've seen across the board. I haven't used the simulator yet. Um, it's in beta I, testing,
3: so I'm sure that there's maybe some bugs uh, that can't get, get kicked out.
2: But you here. see me ask Ryan in the chat the other day when he posted. I'm like, man, it looks like those numbers are showing the Packers winning 10, 11, 12 games in most days mm-hmm. I was I'm 13.
3: Like, and-
2: yeah. So, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's a simulator. But, hey, dude, give me give me those results. You kidding me, dude? I'd be all about it. Let's do this, man, since we're talking about good <laughs> and love. I'm going to share the screen here, and uh, I want you to hear something here now, Jacob. If you talk, um, obviously it's going to uh, it's going to give you an echo while we get it. the audio shared. But I want everybody to hear this. This was Peter King in an interview talking about Jordan Love kind of being uh, um, drafted and how everything. He also talked about talking to Brian Gutekunst as well. So let's hit it real quick, and I want you to guys hear what Peter King. Um, actually had to say, which is uh, I know, it's pretty cool, man. I, I, I like Peter King. He's been around the game for a very, very long time. But let's go ahead and give it a
1: listen. here. One to get it.
0: I think the reason, Mike, why people are a little down on Jordan Love after that Kansas City game, first of all, they, my <laughs> recollection, the Packers only put up one touchdown in that game. It was 14-7, 13-7, something like that. And they lost the game. But I think why people would be down on him in that game is it was mostly a dink and dunk experience for Jordan Love. And in the NFL, um, you've got to be a little bit better than that. You've got to stretch the field, and he knows that. And I think he'll be much more ready to do that. I think Jordan Love, you saw in the game against Philadelphia with an excellent defense he was facing on the road, Uh, and I forget his numbers in the game, but he looked like an NFL quarterback. And when I watched that game, what I remember saying to myself is, I bet this really emboldens Brian Gutekunst and maybe even Matt LaFleur. But what it comes down to, honestly, whether you're emboldened, whether you're not, is having the trust and the faith that the green bay way of training quarterbacks it's like brian Gudekins told me a couple of weeks ago he said we believe in a certain way you draft a quarterback you develop him he sits for a while and when he's ready to play you play him you don't wait so mike remember you may not remember this but it's really kind of emblazoned you know in my in my head I remember the weekend of the draft when Jordan Love was taken. And on Sunday, after the draft was over, I got Gudekunst on the phone. And I asked him, I said, man, you know, I think your quarterback Aaron Rodgers still has some prime left. And what happens if Aaron Rodgers is really good? And you never end up playing Jordan Love. If Aaron Rodgers keeps the job another four, five, six years, and he goes, if that happens, that'll be good for the Packers. And look, there's a lot of people who will say that the last three years overall have been okay for the Packers, but not great. I would dispute that. I would just simply say that your quarterback won two MVPs. Your quarterback led this team to two top seeds in the NFC. And I totally understand that they did not play well in either of the final games at Lambeau Field. That, you know, either against Tampa the year that Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl or against San Francisco, you know, last season. And and I get it. So everybody is disappointed and we're ready to move on for Aaron from Aaron Rodgers. I do not think it's a bad idea to move on from Aaron Rodgers, especially... With the deal that Brian Gudekins got, because he got an excellent deal for Aaron Rodgers based on the guy who's entering his age 40 season. But what I am saying is that although I definitely think it was the right decision to make and it was the right deal to make to swap out uh, Aaron Rodgers in favor of Jordan Love, that guarantees nothing. And though the history says, Hey, after some struggles with Brett Favre, you had a Hall of Fame quarterback. After some struggles uh, with Aaron Rodgers in 2008, you had a Hall of Fame quarterback. I have no idea what Jordan Love is going to be. Neither do you. Neither does Ryan Gutekunst. You can have confidence, but that is one of the great mysteries. Mike, you know what? One of the five great stories of this NFL season, no matter what happens, can Jordan Love walk, chew gum, and play quarterback at a high level at the same time?
2: And that's basically what we were just talking about, right? Um, I don't know, man. Peter King, in that conversation, he had with Goody. It kind of takes you into the mindset of Goody and what we've talked about all along. When Goody drafted Jordan Love, it was, hey, look, this may be Aaron's last year. He might play for the next three years. And, and what did he say? Well, what if Aaron Rodgers comes out and plays as good as he ever has? Goody's response was, well, that's great for the Green Bay Packers, right? Um, that's true. So, you know, I was on board with the Jordan Love pick at the time. Um, of course, I wasn't a part of this network when that happened, so there's no receipts to pull there. <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't even on Twitter, but uh, I thought it was a good move from a fan standpoint, Jacob. When they when they drafted Jordan Love, I looked at it like the worst thing that could possibly happen, and we, we experienced it one or two seasons there. If Aaron Rodgers goes down, the season's over. Right. That's right. Yeah. When they drafted Jordan Love in the first round, my mindset went to, God forbid 12 gets hurt, but if he does, we get to see what this young quarterback can do. Is this Brett Favre stepping in for Dom, uh, you know, Mikowski, right? Yep. Is this him <clears throat> stepping in for Magic, man? Is this Aaron Rodgers stepping in for Brett down in Dallas on that Thursday night or that Sunday night, whatever it was? Um, I don't know, man. It, it just, it makes the season a little more enjoyable knowing you got a little bit of insurance there and at least something to root for and and see if it's going to work out, but I think, you know, you hear Peter King say, man, he got a haul for Aaron Rodgers in that trade. He being Goody, it's hard to hard to uh, argue with that. So, I think it turned out about as good as it could. Yeah. Um, so, Tyler in the chat says, Tyler, appreciate you hanging out with us, buddy. He said, uh, I think we're due for a lot of 12 personnel in play action along with more post-snap RPOs. I completely agree, man. Um, you know, the thing, what he means by post-snap RPOs too there, Jacob, is – Aaron, a lot of times last year, and, and Dusty talked about this on Chalk Talk segments when Dusty Evely came on, um, on the show. You know, Aaron made his mind up at the line. You know, he would see the box count. He would see, you know, how the defense was lining up pre snap. And he knew right out of the gate, this is where I'm going with my RPO. What he's talking about is post snap RPO, not having your mind made up before the ball snapped. Right. I think you will see more of that. And I think you'll definitely see more 12 personnel. Um, you know, the other thing too, Jacob, I was doing the, uh, I was doing the uh, chalk talk today for Jaden Reed and that dude comes from an offense that is built just like Matt LaFleur's 12 personnel offense. Like it was, they had the same tight end SIF look. We had the pre-snap motion. We had a lot of Z jets, everything.
3: Well, we did, um, if you guys remember, we did obviously our almost hour and a half podcast yesterday. And then after we ended the stream, Clayton's like, all right, man, just sit here with me for about, five, six more minutes while I show you jo- J- uh, <laughs> Jane Reed highlights. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. And then we almost wanted to keep going after we saw that. It got us all jacked up. So, I mean, like, I'm yeah, I'm thrilled. I, um, I'm just thrilled, dude. Like, it's, again, I, I keep saying, it's just so unique. I In my adult and even child life, I don't remember having a season where we go into, uh, into an upcoming season where we're just like, we have... 11, 12 skill positions on offense where they're under 25 years old, (laughs) where they could be absolute superstars. I'm still, I haven't given up on Deguara. I haven't given up on uh, Samari Torre. You know what I'm saying? Let alone the guys that we just got this new crop in, Dontavian Wicks. I have, the more that I hear about him, the more I read about him, the more I'm like, this might be another guy that we got to account for. Um, Even the guy that we just got from Hammond that I talked about yesterday. um, While we're talking about, wide receivers and why we should have maybe some high hopes me being a fantasy football guy um i was listening to a podcast recently and it made my jaw drop when uh i think the topic of the podcast was week i'm sorry year two wide receivers that are going to break out and it got three-fourths through the podcast before somebody mentioned christian watson and i don't remember exactly which guy it was i should uh i should know that um Anyways, I, I'll give you credit if I can remember. I think maybe Ben Debro from um, like Fantasy Pros guys. Uh, good podcast if you ever listen to them. Um, <clears throat> he said that through weeks 10 to 18 for the Green Bay Packers, when Christian Watson had a game where he had 80% or more of the snaps, which was six of those eight games, he accounted for 23% of the targets on just offense overall, which is amazing. For a wide receiver, that's wide receiver one plus 5%. And then he has accounted for forty-two percent of the end zone targets. That's that's unbelievable. That's yeah. you would draft that in the first round for fantasy football just based on those numbers alone. And then this was even more impressive. He had a three point zero seven yards per route run average. That's up there with the top of the top. I mean, for that uh, in that span from weeks in those six games, he was in the top three of all wide receivers in the NFL. So a kid who hey, and that's. With Aaron Rodgers who if you guys remember and I'm not trying to hit on Rodgers when he dropped that pass in the and I'll say this again I love uh mama Watson and Christian Watson my <laughs> I, I could go back and change one thing just one thing I swear on everything holy that if if Watson catches that pass the whole trajectory of the Packers season completely oh, different and I will not I, I'm not saying that I'm hating on him at all in any way and he yeah. knows that that was a big you know that I think that will end up becoming making him become a better player because of that adversity initially. Mm -hmm. But you cannot tell me with a straight face that Aaron Rodgers did not put that dude in the doghouse for a good six to 10 weeks because it did take until about week 10 where he finally started being able to chuck him ball again. (laughs) Um, That's my opinion and and whatever. Um, So I'm just saying now to have Watson with love where they're, not only practicing on the field, they're getting to know each other. They're becoming best friends. They're taking pictures while they're drunk, passed out together, man. That's that's how you build friendships. That's how guys get together and build friendships. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I'm excited, dude. It has all the – and plus, real quick, the Jones and Dylan aspect for fantasy guys, we don't know what we could be walking into. We could be walking into maybe the best rushing offense that the Green Bay Packers have had in the last 20 years. Who knows? Because if that's what Lafleur wants to go on, because honestly right now, if you look at who do we know – We have – where do we know that we have the talent at, the proven talent running back? We don't know for sure if we have it at tight end. We don't really know if we have it at wide receiver, obviously. And then the offensive line, we kind of have a lot of confidence in that they can do a lot of pass blocking, but maybe this is the year where they they put it together and we're a run-first offense and a dominant run offense. It would be great. Think about it. So Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, and something else that kind of came into factor with that whole, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the Christian Watson thing, you know, Christian battled injuries – after that Mm -hmm. week, because that was week one against the Vikings, right? Am I thinking right? So he ended up – I think he missed the Tampa game. And, you know, you get taken out of rotation, you're practicing with other receivers. Naturally, you're going to look for those guys that you're building chemistry with, ironically, seeing that you didn't go to OTAs. It's just hilarious how everything (laughs) comes full circle. Um, So there was a lot of factors that went in. But, yeah, that drop, man, Um, and that drop bothered no one – more than it bothered Christian Watson, I guarantee. Oh you yeah,
3: that, oh, right I'm not sure.
2: Um, but your maybe his I'm, mother, his mother probably. <laughs> I think you're spot on, bro. If he catches that ball, we're looking at a whole different season. And it sounds so silly, but I'm, I'm, man, I'd bet I mean, my life
3: on it. I really would.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, it was something else. But man, that's the beautiful thing about pro football. Like it's a game of inches, you know. Mm-hmm. And he dropped that pass by a freaking inch. And or when he didn't it, even, he
3: just and he remember he dropped it and he went, Oh my god, like he,
2: yeah.
3: he he didn't drop it, he just mentally gapped for a minute. He didn't yeah. drop it, he just Absolutely. He, we've seen he can. uh oh, anyways,
2: yeah. Tyler in the chat said a lot of wham block and sift blocks, love the zone, uh, the zone scheme run, but they're uh very effective at those power run plays as well. You know, that's the thing that's really really. I got a question last offseason, Tyler and and Jacob here. I got a question last offseason where someone said, what do you think is one thing that's not talked about enough in this Matt LaFleur offense? And my answer was the RPO. Very few people in mainstream media, you know, when it comes to sports media, are they going, oh, the RPO game, the RPO game. They just treat it like it's just this, oh, it's just the way they play offense. They were so RPO heavy. And then lo and behold, we get beyond, you know, Aaron breaks his thumb and we get into the middle of the season, the accuracy starts to take the dip. You could see Aaron was making mental errors, whether it was he he knew he couldn't put what he needed to on the ball, whatever it may be, that RPO game disappeared. And it's like we leaned on that for way too long. I want to see us get away from the RPO game a little bit. And what Tyler's talking about with the uh, the whams, the sifts, the zone scheme, they even ran duo. You know, duo is a very, very fun concept as well. You had power you had the inside zone, you had outside zone and you had duo. That's a lot of stress you're putting on defensive fronts, especially when you're running outside zone. And, and, you know, one of the plays I I highlighted today, Jacob, on the, uh, the uh, chalk talk with Jaden Reed was they were even showing play action zone, right. Looks. And it looked just like green Bay's wide zone play action game. And, uh, That's something that he's going to be very familiar with. I'm excited to see what he can do, man. Also, Tyler in the chat says, uh, Aaron Jones expanding his route tree this offseason, he said, uh, running wide receiver drills. I love that. That's what I expected last year. And it frustrated the heck out of me, dude, because I was expecting them to use him as more of a wide receiver. Now, the way that they did it, Jacob, they would come out in the pony package and then flex him out wide. And there was time they come out in the pony package and they put Dylan out wide. And it's going, what are we doing? Like, maximize the personnel, get to the line quick. And that's what frustrates Aaron at time. You know, you, the the famous soundbite of Aaron going to the sideline and saying to not. Matt LaFleur. <laughs> uh, what's that?
3: No, I was thinking of the snap and ball, Josh. <laughs> that's that thing? I think of. But there was another
2: one, too, where he, <laughs> he hollered at Matt, Matt LaFleur on the sideline, and he said, Matt, can we please get one F in play without motion? Like, he's trying to get to the line quick and take advantage of the personnel which cracks me up because everybody will tell you Aaron Rodgers wasn't running Matt LaFleur's offense. However, he's mad at Matt LaFleur for having to run his offense. It's, it just cracks me up. But anyway, I'm so glad that that's behind us because that was a constant talking point last year where it's, this was Aaron Rodgers' offense, it ain't Matt LaFleur's. We're going to see Matt LaFleur's offense this year. I've looked at the numbers. I've looked at the tape. I've watched every play three times from last season, and I'm telling you right now what we saw last season, was Matt LaFleur's offense. What we saw in 2019, 2020, and 2021, we started off with a hybrid Mike McCarthy, Matt LaFleur offense. And as you got later into closer to 2022, it slowly evolves into, okay, this is Matt LaFleur style offense. However, they leaned a lot more on RPO because they had Devontae Adams and they had Aaron Rodgers' quick release. I think you're going to get away from that and do exactly what Dusty Evely suggested they'll probably do, which is you're going to see them attack the middle of the field more and use play action sets, real quick drops. Get the ball out quick over the yeah. middle. I think you're going to see a lot of that, a little less attack in the boundary. But that was good stuff on that Christian Watson stat, man. Did uh, you,
3: though, before, real quick, did you see mm-hmm. in a lot of the uh, OTA, they uh, Love was very specifically Practicing a really unique quarterback dropback that was specifically an RPO, I have to imagine, because it was the very weird that whole thing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Where it was the the this false step back, the the almost mm-hmm. a, a elongated, overpronounced quarterback handoff, and then the yep. step back and run. So it was like, and they were drilling that pretty hard. It seemed like so. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get away from it. <laughs> it seems like
2: I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I would like to see. Is them to implement a little bit of Philadelphia, and uh, and what like a Hurts style? Now, yeah, but now th- when people hear that, what do you immediately think? Hurts running that quarterback sneak underneath yeah, center and putting that's himself in harm's way. I was like, now, no, Gordon Love is not Jalen Hurts. <laughs> no, but what I mean by that is what we Ugh. call the RPR game, right? RPO people get these mixed up. I'm going to explain it real quick. For if there's one person out there right now that doesn't understand this, and we explain it, it's I me. think it'll be worth. Go it. ahead. Yeah. So. You've got the read option, right? The read option took over when, you know, when Kaepernick was in in San Francisco and you had all these mobile quarterbacks, they would run the read option. A read option is where the quarterback in the shotgun has a sidecar uh, running back, right, to his his left or his right. Snaps the ball, he reads the defensive end. If the defensive end, he's going to put the ball in the belly of the running back. If the defensive end crashes on the running back, he pulls the ball and takes the edge. If the defensive end goes upright, he strays, then he's going to keep the ball or he's going to hand the ball off to the running back. That is called a read option. Now you have RPOs. What an RPO is, ironically, one of the the very first versions of the RPO, Brett Favre ran in Green Bay when Doug Peterson was his backup quarterback. That's where Doug Peterson got it from. He learned it from Brett Favre as his backup. He took it to Philly. They went and won a Super Bowl. This is what the RPO is. It's a run-pass option. You come to the line and a running play is called. OK, the offensive linemen know to listen for an alert so they don't get called for ineligible downfield. But also say, yeah. there's certain plays, lookies, smokes, things like that, that it doesn't even matter what the offensive line do, because in a zone scheme, you're basically blocking. If you're going zone right, you're moving in unison together and a running back's looking for a cutback. OK, so with the RPO, the ball snap, the quarterback may be reading the wheel backer, the weak side backer. Right. And let's say he's got a running back on his right. OK, so the ball is snapped. Quarterback's going to read that backer. If that backer is biting on the run, then he may flick it out and hit a quick lookie. Right. Bang. He's got, you know, you've seen it to Lazard last year against Detroit late in the game. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry, Dallas. And I think it might have even been overtime to set up the game winner. He did it to Lazard all game long. They handed that ball off. And finally, the backer bit. Aaron pulls it out. Quick flick. Hits the lookie. Lazard's downfield, set them up for the game-winning play. That's an RPO, a run-pass option. What's that? Is
3: that similar to what Rodgers used to kind of do where he almost used to do that just quick dump off to Tay where Tay would just take a step back off the line of scrimmage where like if you could almost mimic that throw, but instead you could throw it off or you could uh, hand it off earlier if that was your first read kind of thing?
2: There was a lot of freedom when Tay was here, man, a lot of freedom. Uh, there was some times that Aaron Rodgers said, I, don't, I didn't even know Tay was going to do it. He was sitting on the magazine, I didn't know Tay was going to run that. But Tay has, and he said it, Tay has the freedom to run whatever route he wants to at any point. And him, he and Aaron were just kind of going on the fly. But yeah, that's a good example. Now what's an RPR? And this is what I'd like to see him implement. In RPR, it's not a read option. It's not a run pass option. It's a run pass run option. So the way that works, imagine you come to the line, Jacob, imagine the same RPO look, right? You're going to snap the ball. If the backer bites, you can throw the ball. That's the, you know, run pass option. You can hand it off to the running back, but you can also, if the play design, if the play is designed to pull it out of the belly of the running back, now you're rolling out to look for another pass, but you have the option to run as well. So with the fresh legs that Jordan love has and you see the athleticism already in OTAs, I'm excited to see him uh, scramble a little bit more than Aaron did here later in the years. Cause that was one yeah. of Aaron's secret weapons, man. And he really got away from it, you know, yeah, which did. I'm 40 years old, bro. It's different. Walking to the mailbox now, man, <laughs> my driveway is about 250 feet. And and I'm, I'm, I'm winded, bro. 36. Walking to the mailbox.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, no.
2: But yeah. So I think, I think I would like to see a little bit of RPR action, but you're right. The 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 RPOs are still going to be a big part of this offense. It, they would be stupid to pull away from it. You know, look at what Jacksonville dad did last year. <clears throat> Doug Peterson goes to Jacksonville, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden, Trevor Lawrence looks like the, uh, the top prospect that everybody said he was, right? Yeah, and they go to true. the playoffs. So, dude, everything's cyclical. It's a copycat league. You got to stay one step ahead. And you guys know Matt LaFleur didn't go to the draft. And if you remember why he said he didn't go to the draft, he said we're better served to stay right here at home, right here in Green Bay, and work on this scheme and get an upper hand. So he's got anybody who has said that Matt LaFleur is overrated, and uh, you know Aaron Rodgers is the only reason he's won. If there's anybody at 1265 Lombardi Avenue that has a chip on their shoulder this year, it's Matt LaFleur. Dude, mm-hmm. you're going to get the best version of Matt Lafleur this year, and and I think we're gonna we're gonna know pretty quick. We're gonna know probably the first quarter of the season whether he's going to sink or swim. You know, so yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. I mean, obviously, we can't compare it to the amount of Super Bowls that we've been won, but this is kind of that Belichick without Brady scenario for mm-hmm. Matt Lafleur. You know what I yep. mean? Because everybody, all the haters have always said, "Well, it's only because he got Rodgers." Well, let's see. Now we're getting a guy that everybody hates. So if we can somehow pull out even ten wins. Yeah, so that scenario, I consider that a 13-win season for what they're – you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. No. I'm telling you that now, can. to me, six wins. If you win six wins, LaFleur's safe. There's a big turnover on this roster. There's a lot of – you You talked about the young weapons. Yeah. If yeah. you win more than seven games, that's a good year. If you come out with ten wins, yeah, Matt is going to be in the running for probably coach of the year because you stepping – that was the only thing that kept him from winning coach of the year was everybody said it was because of Aaron Rodgers. That's right? true. So, yeah. I'm excited to see how it unfolds, man. And Tyler, we agree with you, man. A lot of boot action concepts, I'm sure. Absolutely, man. Uh, that's this running game's got an opportunity to have the best year they've ever had, um, you know, with uh, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones together. And AJ Dillon's got more reason than any to uh, to want to have a great year, seeing that it's a contract year for him. And that's a question I don't even want to think I know, about right now, I man. This offseason going to be a decision to be made you're either going to move forward with him as you're as you're running back one or you're going to let him test the market and then see if you can get him cheaper but if you're going after him right now you're, you're going to get a 20 discount just re-signing the guy that's typically the going rate for re-signing the I feel player like the they should almost player. do
3: that the guy's already said that he wants to spend his life here i mean
2: yeah if there's anybody who's willing to give you a discount it's aj dillon he loves it dude he loves wisconsin yeah. it's just have we learned our lesson yet you know um with uh Spending yeah. all that money on running backs, you know, that's the tough part. Aaron Jones is worth every dime he's getting paid. I was going to
3: say, I still think you that Aaron like Jones.
2: Yeah. But if it's just going to be something him as a running back, the reason he's getting paid a lot of money is because he is an excellent receiver as well. There's yes. no one who can run that wheel route better than him. There's no one who can flex out at the running back position. He's he's definitely in the top five of receiving running backs. I really don't team. understand
3: who he gets. He really doesn't get any love for that. When I listen to all my fantasy, nobody talks about Aaron Jones's receiving ability. Right. They just talk about the fact that he splits time with with Dylan and that's all they give him, you
2: yeah. know? And, and that's where it comes down to. That's what makes Aaron Jones worth top dollar AJ Dylan. That's not his game. So you can't pay him the same money that you pay in Aaron Jones. It's yeah. going to suck if they let him test free agency and he leaves. But, uh, I hope he, uh, I hope he gives him a good discount. But then again, you, if you listen to my pod the other day, talking about why Devonte Adams left, man, you got to be careful with that lowballing people because you know, Tay told him like, bro, they they came in south of that twenty percent discount. They came in south of twenty mil, and he was like, "I'm done, dude. You guys want to see it one more year? I'm out of here. That's the price you pay to play the game of uh, business in the NFL. So, yeah. um, it's tough to see your best, your uh, some of your favorite players leave, you know. But one thing's for sure, that G's never going to change. And we got the best freaking fan base in all the sports, dude. We'll be here if a if it's a three win season. We'll be right there on that ship with you. Jacob will be playing the violin, just like those guys on the <laughs> Titanic. We'll be, uh, we'll be going down with the boat, baby. I'll be so, do you think it's silverware? We get out of here, man.
3: Ah, uh, no, not really. Um, just again, everybody enjoy your uh, Memorial Day. Just don't forget what it's about. Um, it's great to see the uh, young and upcoming team. Let's just get behind them. Stay positive. What was the lady's name that we, uh, the nice lady that let us share
2: her uh, Twitter? Oh, Emily Mack. Yeah, go give her a follow Let's be positive, man.
3: Be like her. Just look for the good. What does Clayton always say? Be the change you want to see in the world? I think that's the greatest thing you could do this weekend and pretty much any day. So let's go pack on, man. I'm excited.
2: It's a tough thing to do in this crazy world, that's for sure. Yes. But, uh, don't let people divide you. <laughs> don't let people divide you as a fan base, man. Lift each other up, dude. We're only here for a short time. I guarantee you, when you draw on that last breath, you're not going to be sitting on your deathbed going, I wish I would have insulted one more person. You're probably going to be – thinking the opposite that's just the way it is so yeah. appreciate everybody for hanging out with us hope y'all have an awesome day as always let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go pack go
0: for jordan love Ooh. 37 here he is throwing in the middle it's caught by watson he's got great speed turning the corner christian watson down the sideline and he will score whoa
1: This one is the stunner. You basically feel like all right, this Eagles team sort of has this thing under control, and then Christian Watson hits the Jets again. Six touchdowns now in the last three games. He is really something. When he gets in the open field and running, that was some throw by Jordan Love too.